You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you one day after the New York Giants suffered a disappointing and difficult loss to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. You know, I, I, I think about this game and I think... Uh, you know, I'm as disappointed after the result of Sunday's game as I think I have been in the year and a half that Pat Shermer has been head coach of the New York Giants. This game was a game that the Giants should have, could have, and needed to win. Yes, they're a developing team. Yes, they're a rebuilding team. But this is a game where they had every advantage. They had a week and a half to prepare. They had Arizona coming across the country for a 1 o'clock game, which is historically very difficult for NFL teams. They, you know, they, they had... Uh, they were the favored team in this game. They had Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram, you know, returning to the lineup. They had everything in their favor. They had every reason to believe that they would win this football game. And you look up at, you know, basically the end of the first quarter and they're behind 17 to nothing. It was a very, very poor effort by the Giants in, in so many ways. We can criticize the coaching of Pat Shermer justifiably, I think. The the decision-making at the end of the first half, the decision-making in the last four and a half minutes of the game, the, the lack of proper usage of, of Evan Ingram, yeah, uh, you know, some of the uh, just some some of those kinds of things. You have you have an Arizona team that that has struggled to cover the tight end, and you only get the ball to Ingram, or you only try to get the ball to him five times. We've debated in in several other formats at Big Blue View the the decision making at the end of the game. I I think that Pat Shermer's handling of the last four and a half minutes of the game was awful, and his explanation for it was was just as bad. We look at the uh, at the defensive performance, and the disturbing thing was the Giants admitting after the game that that really they they were surprised by what they saw from Arizona, that they weren't really ready for for some of the things that the Cardinals did at the beginning of the game, and that's disturbing because as I said, they had a week and a half to prepare. So what were they preparing for? It, it bothered me when I think back on it. Arizona had a very run-heavy game plan. Yes, there were some wrinkles in the way that they ran the ball. There were some tap passes that are really considered passing plays. 
There were some interesting wrinkles in the way that they ran the football, and yet the Giants spent the entire game with Arizona trying to run the ball. They spent the entire game with two defensive tackles on the field instead of their normal three-man line. They played extra defensive backs. They played a pass-heavy, pass-expectant defense while Arizona was simply turning around and handing the ball to Chase Edmonds. And that was incredibly bothersome to me. There were fundamental mistakes. There were blocking assignment errors. There was, you know, there was all kinds of pressure on Daniel Jones. There were issues that Jones had as well, things that, that have to be bothersome. Indecisiveness, inability to, to protect the football when the pocket is collapsing. Those are things we've seen repeatedly from Jones, things that have to get better for him to continue to progress as an NFL quarterback. You cross your fingers and hope that that those kinds of things simply aren't things that that we're going to see throughout Jones's career. You have to hope that they'll get better, that they'll improve with time and experience. Um, otherwise, uh, otherwise his development is not going to be you know, what we all hope that it will be. So, uh, you know, all sorts of problems. I'm as disappointed after this game as I've been, uh, as I've been in a Giants performance for, for quite some time. Anyway, let's do this, Giants fans. Let's take a quick break at this point for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, I will talk to Patricia Trena as we continue trying to break down and make sense of what happened to your New York Giants on Sunday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Patricia Trena of the Giants Maven and the host of the Locked On Giants podcast on the Locked On Network. Patty, lots to uh, lots to get to after uh, what I can only describe as a debacle Sunday at uh, at MetLife Stadium. A disappointing loss, Ed. I mean, the Giants had ten days to prepare for this Cardinals team. They had every advantage going in, and everything from the lack of fundamentals being executed to some of the play dis- call decisions. I, I mean, I, I walked out of the stadium last night and I was shaking my head and I, I said, look, I got to sleep on this because if I sit down and write anything, I'm going to regret it in the morning. And even after sleeping on it, I, I just still can't believe what I saw. Oh, I agree with you, Patty. I had a two and a half hour ride home last night to uh, to think about a lot of that. And, and I, I wake up this morning and I have been a supporter of Pat Shermer for a year and a half. I have I look at it and I think there's some good work that's been done. I think Shermer's going to be the Giants head coach throughout the rest of this year, throughout the throughout next season as well as the Giants try to develop Daniel Jones and and get this thing turned around 
but watching some of the decision making last night, knowing that it's not the first time we've kind of scratched our heads at, at, at what Pat was thinking. I wake up today thinking for the first time, really wondering if the Giants have the right coach for the long term. That's a tough one to answer, Ed. I mean, you know, look, the Giants, I think, are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. They needed to get a new quarterback in, which they did in Daniel Jones. And, you know, despite his struggles, the young man, I think, has a very bright future. Now, with that said, they have now tied themselves to Pat Shermer because, you know, Shermer came in as having a reputation of being, a you know, proficient in developing quarterbacks. You know, they saw what he did with Case Keenum out in Minnesota and, and, you know, that certainly appealed to them. But with that said, now, because you're, you're just putting Jones in now to, I think to change a head coach at this point, especially when that head coach is so tied in and so involved with your next franchise's your next franchise quarterback's development, I think that would be detrimental. So like you, I agree that Shermer is going to finish out this year. He's probably going to be back next year. But if they don't start turning things around next year, then I could see them considering a change. I do think you're right. I think that's how this is all going to uh, going to play out, Patty. And I think that that what it all ties to, what it all comes back to, is Daniel Jones. The development of Daniel Jones. Does he develop into the franchise quarterback that his preseason and his first couple of games hinted that he could be, or? Does his development sort of stall, which is kind of what we've seen the last couple of games, does it stall over the issues of of sort of indecision and ball security? And for me, you know, you get beyond the coaching the coaching decisions and the handling of the last four and a half minutes and whatever was going on with with the Giants defense. The biggest, overriding issue for me at this point has to be Daniel Jones and ball security and some of his some of his his indecision you know behind the line of scrimmage I mean that for me is you're going to see that you're going to see problems at times with it with a rookie quarterback but you want to see those things get better and 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 do you agree with me that right now we're, we're not seeing progress from Jones I agree. And and it goes back to how is this young man being prepared every week? Now, we, we hear how he doesn't make the same mistake twice. We hear how it's, a you know, growing pains, how it's a process. And nobody's going to expect him to, I guess, to come in and, and be, you know, the next Tom Brady overnight. But with that said, Ed, you look around the league and you have to wonder, how is it that Gardner Mishu down in Jacksonville is doing it? How is it that, you know, some of these other rookie quarterbacks are doing it and you have to wonder what are they doing in these other places that the Giants aren't doing to get these guys ready I don't know Patty I really don't I I, I wish I did but I guess the problem that we see is if you go back to Jones and you look at his scouting report one of the issues was 
indecision, holding the ball too long, you maybe when they got away from the the quick game kind of concepts and and I guess the concern right now is through five games we're seeing the same kind of thing. The more we see him play, the more we see him be a little bit indecisive, the more we see him hold the ball too long, the more we see him a little bit loose with the ball in the pocket and and you just you have to hope those things get better, but you're just not seeing signs of it. Yeah, I, I mean, are they giving him too much to do too soon? I mean, there, there's any number of reasons why this kid could be struggling. But, you know, you're right, Ed. I think what it boils down to is, is you have to go back to what he can do well and let him build up that confidence, and not just for one game, but just maybe for a couple games. Now, maybe that limits you a little bit offensively, but, you know, confidence, building up confidence over the long term is indeed a long-term process. And I I just don't know what the answer is. Um, You know, I know the kid studies. I know he prepares. He's not lazy. I haven't had anybody tell me that, you know, he comes in and twiddles his thumb all day. Um, But I just, what's happening, I think, is is teams are, they're showing different, more complex looks. And I just wonder how much is is he being prepared for that? And and in what way is he being prepared for that? Is it mostly film? You know, are are they going back and looking at historical things? Like, I'll point back to to the New England game for a moment. Bill Belichick is historically known for, for, for messing with rookie quarterbacks, you know, being very complex with his schemes and whatnot. And I would have to wonder, did they go back and maybe look at some tape from other rookie quarterbacks that, that they played against? and use that as a teaching tool or did they just stick with the last two weeks worth of film I don't know Patty but lots and lots of concerns and and for me you know another concern I think both offensively and defensively we saw so many fundamental breakdowns on Sunday Michael Thomas referred to guys not tackling well on defense guys not you know, not playing their gap responsibilities, guys not properly setting the edge. We saw in uh, in pass protection, we saw not only you know Nate Solder and Mike Remmers struggle on the edge. We saw Saquon Barkley in one particular case look at Chandler Jones coming up the middle and, and run and go block somebody else while Jones was you know while Jones was getting ready to hit Daniel Jones. So we saw mistakes in blocking assignments. We saw bad penalties, you know, a holding penalty that cost the Giants a 32-yard run. We saw drops on open passes. The the fundamental issues, you know, bothered me as, again as much as as much as almost anything else. Because when you're looking for signs of progress, you know, those are signs of going backwards to me. Yeah, I agree, Ed, and that's something I wrote in my takeaways. Um, The team, the players, the coaches, they always talk about the fundamentals. Now, as people probably know, the media is not allowed to watch practice during the season. We only get to see like the first, I don't know, 20 minutes, which is basically the warm-ups and maybe some individual drills and whatnot. But 
I have to wonder what are they doing to address these fundamentals or are they at a point now in the season where, okay, we don't maybe have as much time because we're limited with how much practice time we have. So we've got to get right into what it is we are doing, you know, for that week's game plan. But I have to also think, Ed, that even if that were the case, there are opportunities to address fundamentals such as, you know, getting off a block, such as, you know, taking a proper angle or making a proper read or, or, you know, catching the ball for heaven's sakes. So I just don't know what they are doing there, but I do know that whatever it is they are doing or not doing, the results the last couple of weeks have just been not very good. And, and that's a concern for me because if you don't match and, and you know, clean up the fundamentals and play those well, you're not going to give yourself much of a chance to win. Very true, Patty. You know, Mark Schofield, who both you and I know really well, when we talk about quarterbacks, he always says development isn't linear. You know, it doesn't go up every single week. It doesn't go down every single week. I think that's true of of an entire roster. But I you, do you agree with me that this year, through six games, I wasn't bothered by a two and four record. I wasn't really bothered by by anything that happened, you know, through the six games because you look at it and you can say they're rebuilding if you want to use that word. And and they're pretty much where they should have been, especially with Barkley hurt, with Golden Tate missing games, with Sterling Shepard hurt, with Evan Ingram missing time. But I just come away from Sunday for me for the first time being really really bothered by what i saw you uh you agree with that assessment as well or yeah absolutely you want to see progress you know the record let's let's throw the record out for a moment here i mean because let's face it who out there really thought that you know maybe the giants would have a shot at the playoffs i mean i thought maybe eight and eight nine and six or, or nine and seven rather um you know i thought they would be better in terms of wins from last year. I'll, I'll go on record as saying that, but I never thought that they would challenge for a Super Bowl. I didn't think, you know, even if they made it to the playoffs somehow that they would go very far. I figured maybe one and done, but um, yeah, you want to see progress. And with, you know, look, they call it growing pains for a reason, growing as in you're maturing, you're getting better, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're having a few pains along the way. We saw a lot of pains, but we saw a lot of regression as opposed to growth, and that is a concern. Yes, it is, Patty, and now we uh, we await the Giants playing the Detroit Lions next weekend. As always, I thank you for, for spending some time with me. Giants fans, we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.